into the Cougar Tailgate, where BYU fandom lives. Here's your host, Lauren McClain. What's up, my friends? Lauren McClain here with my pal Cleon Wall, and we are doing what we do best, and that's talking all things BYU Cougars. Here's what's coming up on the show. The Ducks dig the different unis, so we're talking about the jersey craze and what our favorite Cougar uni combos are. Plus, we'll chat with Editor-in-Chief for Oregon Athletics, Rob Mosley, about some of the fun things that happen in and around Autzen Stadium, one of the hardest places to play in college football, by the way, and Oregon is on a 20-game home win streak. But first, Baylor Bears beating. What stuck out to us about last week's victory under the full moon? Uh, Cleon, what did we like about the game against Baylor? I have three things I want to talk about. Okay. Number one, the wide receiver play. Yes. It was amazing because going into that game, finding out, you know, the day before, hey, guess what? They're not going to have Puka Nakua. They're not going to have Gunnar Romney. What is this going to mean? You know, is the running attack going to be able to fulfill their needs so that they Mm -hmm. don't have to rely on the wide receivers? And we all know that that really didn't happen. Right. And they had to rely on the wide receivers and they had to rely on quarterback play, and I was just so impressed with how the wide receivers played in this game. Chase Roberts was amazing, 122 yards, a touchdown catch, a touchdown pass. Keanu Hill, I mean, 57 receiving yards. He had a big catch in the second overtime to get BYU into the range so that they could score that touchdown. And then Cody Epps had 28 receiving yards. I was just so impressed with the wide receivers in that game. At number two, I want to be like Jaron Hall. Um, (laughs) Don't we all? And and you know what? The first thing I would say is I want to be like Jaron Hall because of what he did after the game. Right. And he went and he hugged Jake Oldroyd. Even though Oldroyd had missed two field goals, he gave him a big hug. Oldroyd was misty-eyed and everything. And I just thought, that is so cool. Do I do that? You know, do I do that to my friends? I I know I'm waxing philosophical here, but I'm like, (laughs) do I do that with my friends? But the second thing I want to say, I want to be like Jaron Hall, is he is so cool under pressure. He is so unflappable. I know we've talked about this before. It's been talked about a lot, but he is so unflappable. I'm like, I'm not like that. I'm very (laughs) flappable. I I get frustrated at things and I get upset and... Even just discussing uh, what we were going to talk about on the show today, I'm like, uh, I'm like, oh, what are we talking about? And I'm wringing my hands, and I'm like, yeah, I want to be like Jaron Hall. I want to be cool under pressure. And then the third thing I like, second straight season, the fans make a big difference in a big game. I just remember how many uh, penalties Arizona State had last year uh, when they came into Lavelle Edwards Stadium, and you know Baylor walked out, and it was the same thing. I, you you saw on social media how a lot of people were talking about how impressive it was that the fans really stood out in this game, especially late in the game, and they caused a lot of problems for that Baylor offense when they were out on the field. The fans were incredible. They were definitely the X factor. Who knows how the game would have gone had it not been played in Lavelle Edwards Stadium in front of those fans. So many things stuck out to me, Cleon. Uh, The Baylor fans had a great time. You see it on social media. Um, I met a lot of the fans outside of Lavelle Edwards Stadium, and they're like, why why is everyone being so nice to us? I don't understand (laughs) And I think BYU fans were going out of their way definitely to make sure Baylor had a good experience because BYU had a great experience at Baylor last year. BYU fans had an incredible time for obvious reasons. Double overtime, BYU beats a top 10 team for the first time since 1990. Uh, It was a perfect introduction into the Big 12. Uh, The Big 12 commissioner was there, and uh, I love that he got to see what an atmosphere is like at Lavelle Edwards Stadium and that we definitely belong in a Power 5 conference. Even after two missed potential game-winning field goals, the players and the fans didn't give up, Cleon. I feel like it's so easy. I mean, obviously, 
you see all the you know the people in the stands putting their hands on their head and and they're just <laughs> they're just like are you kidding me You mean me? unlike me that yeah. after after the second missed field goal I thought all the momentum is in Baylor's favor oh, right I now know. No. and I'm like Baylor's going to win this game It's and easy then, to think uh, doom yeah. and gloom like it, that's what that's like naturally <laughs> what we do as human beings I loved that the players stayed in it the fans stayed in it and that really made the, a big difference the defense balled out more than I expected they would honestly they man they they showed up and they had some huge, huge stops. And uh, thank you, ESPN, for mentioning the full moon at least 100 times during the broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, I was like, okay, we get it. It's a full and, moon. Okay. And Cougar Tales. So yes, there you and go. Cougar Tales. <laughs> There's that. All right, let's transition. BYU plays Oregon this week. Um, and I think for a lot of us, the first thing that comes to mind when you think the Ducks is all their different uniform combinations. Oregon has over 500 uniform combinations and that is mind-blowing the jersey and color craze really can be traced back to the university of oregon and nike owner phil knight who graduated from the university mid to late 90s they started experimenting with different jerseys they ditched the old uo logo for just the letter o then they started toying with all different shades of green and yellow neon became fashionable and then they tried out non-duck colors like black silver and chrome for the helmets what did you think of the change, Cleon? You know, it's interesting. I'm a traditionalist when it comes to a lot of college football, meaning even though I like that we're heading toward an expanded playoff, I kind of still like the bowls. You know, I like the conference rivalries, you know, for BYU fans. I like playing the University of Utah. I like playing Utah State. I I kind of like playing Wyoming every once in a while, right. too. I like those things. I, can, I keep saying to myself, I'd like to go back to those things. But when it comes to the jersey changes, I really like this. This is one thing I am I can totally get on board. And I'm glad Oregon did it. Oregon, I mean, you could talk about Oregon's football program and the success that they've had. But, you know, when I lived in Oregon, when I was a teenager back in the 80s, when I started living there in the, like, the early 80s, Oregon wasn't good. I mean, they have <laughs> had some success in the past, you right. know, even before that. But still, they were never just like this staple of college football. They're not Ohio State. They're not Penn State. They're not Notre Dame. They're not USC. They're different. And I was so happy that they went non-traditionalist. They said, you know what? Let's try something different. Let's try this. Let's try this. Let's try this. I'm glad they tried the different shades of green. Now, I have my favorites of what they do, but I am so glad when they try different things because it kind of allowed all the rest of us to say, hey, maybe, maybe we can do that. Maybe we can do this, too. And so... You know, I, I like that I, I like when they use the bright green. I like when they use the neon yellow. I like all of this. I'm a big more I'm more of a big fan of the O than the wings on the helmets. But I'm gonna have to say even the wings look really good. I mean, I just like that they decided, you know what? We're gonna turn tradition on its head and say, We're gonna do whatever we want. Mm -hmm. I am so glad that Oregon did this and they went forward and said, We're gonna do it. And now everyone's just like, Hey, we wanna do it too. Right. And it's acceptable now. They have the money, they have the resources, they have Nike in their backyard, and uh, they look like highlighters, really, <laughs> half the time. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's fantastic, too. Uh, if you don't like one jersey, don't worry. They'll be wearing a different one next week. Oregon was so smart to start changing up the uniforms because it drew some eyes to them. Like you said, they weren't always this powerhouse, but now they're kind of known for having the different uniforms and being a great program. People are curious what they're going to wear next because you never know. They've had some outlandish uniforms before, and I think it's a fun trend and something for recruits to get excited about. Fans love weighing in on what their favorites are, and I feel like the players feel fresh each game, and I'm all about it. I like that BYU 
just has a handful of options, to be honest, but can switch things up. Variety is good, but consistency is good as well for brand recognition, right? So you want to look like the BYU Cougars, whatever you're wearing. Yeah, we asked the BYU football players if they like all the changes in the uniforms, and then we also asked them their favorite uniform combinations. Quarterback Cade Finnegan. Kalani will tell you, like, football's fun, and it's a lot of fun when we're working hard when we're out here, you know, being perfect and playing to our best. But it's also fun when we get to look when we get to look good, you know? So I think, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of the, <laughs> the different combinations for sure. My favorite combination is probably the white bottoms, royal tops, and then white and royal helmets. Quarterback Jacob Conover. Well, I know, like, we're a tradition school, but why not be exotic? Why not try new things and just have fun, give something not only the fans can be excited, but, but the players, too. Like, this is a players-led team, and our equipment guys just rocking and rolling with us, and and we're loving all the new exciting things that are coming this year. I really like royal helmets and all-white. I love the all-white. It's crispy, and so with the royal accents, it's, it's nice. It's the one we wore against Georgia Southern. Offensive lineman Connor Pay. I think my favorite combination is the royal Oreo, is what we call it, where it's royal helmet. White jersey, royal pants. Linebacker Jackson Kafusi. Honestly, I felt like when I first came in, it was like, this is home, this is away. Um, so I actually do enjoy the switch up. Like, I like being in something new every week. Um, I love all of the jersey combinations, so it's, it's really fun. Favorite one, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, the Gifford Nielsen jersey combination with that helmet, the silver uh, face mask, white helmet, white top, navy, uh, royal bottom. So that's probably my favorite. Defensive lineman Tyler Batty. I think, though, a, t- a team needs to establish an identity. You know what I mean? So when you see those unis, you see those colors, you know what I mean? You're like, oh, well, that's, like, that's BYU. So I think, I think uh, having a little bit of a mix-up you know, is good. So you, you're not wearing the same thing every game. But I think having kind of a, a theme or an identity as a team, I think, I think that's important. So my favorite BYU uniforms are probably are all white with royal highlights. Those are, and a royal lid. I think those look really, really clean. Defensive lineman Pepe Tanavasa. You know, I do love switching it up, but, you know, my favorite combinations are definitely the classics. You know, the navy on white, the white on navy, and so it's hard to beat those. I think it's just a classic look that I, I just associate from, I think, from, you know, growing up. Um, you know, a lot of schools have those classic uniforms like USC, uh, Alabama comes to mind, and, and especially BYU. And so I think I think it's just hard to beat. You know, growing up in Oregon, I, I always remember the Stormtrooper uniforms that they brought out for... It was a white-on-white with white helmets and, and a chrome face mask, and, and those were always super cool. Jacob Conover said BYU should be exotic. I think that's the first time I've heard BYU and exotic in the same sentence. How about he al- you? He also said the word crispy. <laughs> he did say crispy. I think he meant crisp, but I like crispy. I like crispy. crispy. I, I, they look crispy. Except I, I, I just picture the uniforms a little too much starch or something, you know? You know what I liked is in talking to all these guys, each one of them had a reason why they either liked or didn't like. We only had one who, that we talked to that didn't like it. But I like that they, they think this is the reason why we like this, and they have input on what the jerseys right? should be. I also kind of like that everyone had a different mm-hmm. combination that they like wearing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, we want to look good out on the field, so this is the one we like to wear. And I was just, I kept, as we kept going, I thought, oh, I'm going to hit someone that's going to, and, and I, I know we only got, what, seven people, six or seven people that we talked to. And I, I thought one of them is going to be the same and not one of them was the same. They said, no, I like this one. And the next one, well, this is what I like. And, and, and the reason why I put the last 
player last is because he actually really liked the Navy, which really surprised me. You since, wouldn't think. Since since Royal has kind of taken over the consciousness of the BYU fan base, a lot of players talked about the Royal and what they like, and he's like, no, nah, I like the Navy because that's what I grew up with. And it made me laugh because I'm like, man, if, it, if you go back far enough, it was actually Royal, but that's okay. But that's good. <laughs> I mean, that it, it was good seeing that they that they all have their different opinions. Absolutely. And let's talk about some of our favorite uniform combinations for BYU. This week, BYU is wearing the Royal Satake, is what they call it. Royal helmet and face mask with face mask with a white jersey and white pants with royal accent. They are 1-0 in that uniform, by the way. Georgia Southern, they beat last year uh, wearing those. I like when Nike started producing the jerseys for sure. Uh, they started making them sleek and slender with striking colors. There was a time when Nike was not making BYU's uniforms, and they just didn't look as good. And then you see when Nike starts taking taking over, you're like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. And I got to say, I'm all about the Royal, Cleon. Uh, it reminds me of the 80s and 90s when BYU really made a name for itself in football. And it's unique from Penn State and Utah State. I When I think when I think Navy Blue, I think Penn State or the Aggies here in Utah. And, and so I'm like, let's, let's stick to the Royal. Let's be unique. Uh, my favorite of all time has to be the all-white with royal accents. I okay. think that looks so, so good. And I'm going to go just the opposite of you. That's okay. like my least favorite. <laughs> I really don't like the all-whites. I, uh. I I remember when they did this back in the 96 season. They actually went all-whites when they played at the University of Washington. And I'm like, I don't want, I want to see some color. Now, I've warmed up to the all-whites because it is a real clean look. But I still want some color in there. And I know you have some accents in there. But it's just a lot of white. And I'm like, I, I want to see whether it's the Royal or the Navy. I want to see some other color in there. Okay. Because everyone has white in their color scheme. And maybe that's why I like seeing a little bit of color. But, I, you know, the whites look, it's good. Uh, my favorite, I actually like the Oreo look that they talked about. You're I, an Oreo guy. I, I like the, whatever it is, whether it's Navy or Royal, I like the dark helmet, white jersey, dark pants look. I think that is sharp. Mm -hmm. I will have to say, I like the opposite too. I like the white helmet, dark jersey, white okay. pants look. And I think the other part of that is if they do like dark helmet, dark jersey, I think that looks good. But I just don't like the all one color going up and down. I like to have something a little bit different in there. So that's, I, 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 if I had to say my favorite, it's the Oreo or the reverse Oreo. I don't know what you want to call it, but I, I like that look. Oreos are delicious. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Let's talk about our least favorite jerseys of all time. I'm going to go with the late 90s, early 2000s, the navy and gold. The gold. Is it gold? It was gold it? and it just did I not keep, look good to I, I me. Thought it was, I always thought it was tan. Maybe uh, I didn't look at it closely gold. enough. Okay. I, they had gold stripes and gold accents and it was not... it. It didn't do it for me, Cleon. Let's just say that. <laughs> I did not like that look. Uh, I will probably say, I'll go with the bibs. Uh, the one season they had the home bibs, which was the, uh, yeah, the bibs. navy jersey, but then the cutout in the middle where it was white, and then there were navy numbers. Yep. And yeah, the worst. It, 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 it didn't look good. No, the but worst. I will have to say, I'll give BYU or whoever. You know, the one thing I'll say about BYU, Oregon, any of these teams. We can sit there and say, these are my least favorites. Why are they doing that? Ooh, that looks ugly. I don't like that color. At least they're trying yeah, something. Yeah, they're trying something new. And, and they tried it that year, and they realized, whoop, yeah, this these doesn't are horrible. look good. These, these, these we don't look, look like good. toddlers. <laughs> these don't look good. We're getting rid of them. 
All right, let's. Uh, is there any way we can combine the Royal and Navy, Cleon? That I I want them to. You may not want them to, but I want them to. I I figure I. I I, I just think it looks. I think it would look sharp. The, but the, there's only one thing in my mind where I see that they can do that, and that is if they take the navy as your main color. And I'm not saying all the time. This yeah. would be like one jersey combination. But you take the navy, and somehow you throw some royal accents in there hmm. to show that off. I don't know if that'd be like striping, like royal striping, and then the numbers would be white but there would be a royal accent going around there it to me it would be like remember the blackout uniforms yeah it'd be like the blackout uniforms but with navy, but with navy instead of black <sighs> i don't know. i'm on the fence with this one and if you ever see kalani on the sideline he usually has a royal hat on with a navy blue shirt he <laughs> loves combining it and the fans absolutely hate it uh i'm gonna have to see but it freaks fans out it really does the mention of of combining royal with navy they just do not like it. So I don't know if BYU will do it. I actually have heard some talk uh, from Billy Nixon, who's in charge of the jerseys, that that might happen at some point. So I guess we'll just have to see. Okay. Does BYU need a third color? And if so, what would it be? Ooh. Uh, mm, I, black? I don't know. They're, to me, to me I, I, I could say gray or black because I think that would go with the Navy. I guess I'm thinking the Navy in mind. I could see gray or black, but as soon as I say either of those colors, the first thing I think of is Utah State. And Utah State fans are already up in arms, uh, many of them saying, you stole our Navy. Why did you do that? So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, black's the only thing that I can... Because we're the big brother. We do what we want. <laughs> black's the only thing I can come up with, and I'm not even really convinced of that. I I don't think they need a color beyond the Royal. I think I think they when they brought Royal back, there, they were basically saying, that's our third color. Yeah. Or you could, you know, rank them however you want if you include white. And as I said, it's hard to include white in there because everyone includes white. Yeah, at, everyone's it, got white. Everyone's got white in their uniform combination at some in some form or fashion. And so I'd probably say no. I think that I, I don't think we bring the gold, as you call it, or I would say tan back. <laughs> I don't think you bring that back. I think you leave it be. I, and I can see why they want why they like that color, because that's the color of a cougar i guess you right. could say that did you know that's an official byu color tan i did, I did not i know it's that official. they br- they brought it in because it, like you said in those 2000s they they brought the tan in and there were accents on the jerseys and uh and then when bronco took over they said nope we're going back to you know this yeah. is what our jer- we're yep. going back to the old looking jersey the spirit tradition honor exactly we've got the oval <laughs> y and we've yep. got this is this is what we look like and uh and it was kind of cool when they Which went. Which I respect, yeah. I, I do. I actually thought, this is cool. I'm glad we're going back to this, mm-hmm. except with the Royal. I, I think it's great that they've also gone back to the, I'm sorry, when they went back to the Navy. I think it's great that we've gone back to the Royal, too, and I know there have been battles over there. I, I'm, I'm one of those guys that doesn't care. Mm. I like both. I like both the Navy and the Royal. I, I think they both look sharp. I like keeping both of them. Uh, I think we should stay away from the tan. Uh, but if I had to throw one in, I'm going to say black. It's got to be black. I love the blacked out uniforms that we mentioned before that BYU has worn a couple times for special games. I don't think it should be a staple, but I think if they want to throw it in there every once in a while for, I would say, one uniform combo like they have in the past, I think that'd be cool. But I don't want it. I don't want a third color on all the uniforms that they wear throughout the year. I love the royal. I love the white. Sure, the navy's okay. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's all right. Cleon, why do we get so wild over uniform combinations? I think it's because when you look in the past, 
there just wasn't a lot of change. It was like, this is what we do year in and year out. And so now it's really pushed and pumped, and I think it gets people involved. And I will have to say, it's also a social media sensation. I mean, people get excited when they see what their team is going to wear that week. And then there's big discussions over it. So I don't think you would have found that like 20, 30 years ago. Now I think it's kind of built for what it is right now. People love talking about what the team is going to wear and even what they're going to wear to the game that week. 100%. uh, Look good, feel good. It can give a certain confidence to a player if he's feeling fine and fresh, I think. Like I said before, the recruits love it, the players love it, the fans love it, so why not? you got to stay up with the times to be relevant in this day and age, and I think BYU is doing a really good job of that right now. What is our classic look that we like from college football, Cleon? I will have to go with Michigan. Uh, I love their helmet. I'll just say their helmet right right off. I love that helmet. I It just looks intimidating. It is cool looking. It's not just... Here is our logo on the side of the helmet. It's on both sides of the helmet, and it moves back. It looks really clean. Maybe I like it because it's like the Los Angeles Rams. I'm a Rams fan, Uh and I like how they just have the simple— By the way, the Rams were the first NFL team to put something on their helmet, Mm -hmm. and all they did was put the horns on their helmet. But I just like how it's—it just—I don't know know how to describe it, but it just looks cool. I really like that. Uh, Other things— I, this is going to sound weird. I like that Wyoming is bold enough to go with brown and gold, or is it yellow? I don't know. It fits I, them though. Yeah, you know, it fits I, to Wyoming. Me that's Wyoming. I love UCLA. The wild, wild west. Yeah, exactly. I love UCLA. UCLA's powder blue uniforms. I love Oregon State's use of Halloween colors. Uh, I love Arizona State's fork helmets. I not. I just. I think that looks really sharp. I love Florida State's helmets with the with the uh, the spear. And finally, I guess I like Oklahoma State's use of Halloween colors. I don't know what it is about me and Halloween colors, wow. but I, I love how they, <laughs> they both teams use orange and black. I think it just looks sharp on them. And yeah, I I, I don't know. We're like this? the opposite, Cleon, because I am not a fan of orange and black together. Because really? yes, all it reminds me of is Halloween. Here is Halloween. Every time I see those jerseys. When I was just sitting down and thinking of my favorite college uniform, and I don't know if it's my favorite, but I just think it's the most classic, and Notre Dame is the one that came to my brain. You Blue and gold with the big ND on the side of the helmet, and they haven't varied much throughout the years, and I think it's just a good, nostalgic look that represents college football. We had a couple of you chime in on Twitter what your favorite uniform combinations were. Uh, Stephanie... At Stephanie Dottel said, Royal plus Royal plus Royal all the way. So she's the bold, all-royal look. I like it. Marn Wilcox said, Helmet, shirts, pants, all the same color. All white, all navy, all royal. Doesn't matter which color, just all the same. Ooh, yeah, that's not my jam. <laughs> well, I, I think it looks slick. And clearly... There are a lot of people that like that look. All right, coming up, we're talking to the Oregon Athletics Editor-in-Chief, Rob Mosley, about his favorite Ducks uniform combination. Plenty to choose from. This is Cougar Tailgate. Welcome back to Cougar Tailgate. I'm Lauren McLean, alongside Cleon Wall. Joining us now is Editor-in-Chief for Oregon Athletics, Rob Mosley. Thanks for coming on with us, Rob. Yeah, happy to join you. Well, I know that Autzen Stadium can get very, very loud, and you guys have a lot of really fun traditions. You have the It Never Rains in Autzen Stadium. Right. You have They sing Shout. Of all the fun traditions that happen there, what would you say is your favorite? Yeah, you know, I think both of those really stand out because 
they engage the whole crowd. Um, you know, Don Essig, the, the longtime PA voice here, you know, loves to, to announce the weather report prior to the game and then always finish with, um, you know, but uh, as we all know, it never rains at Austin <laughs> Stadium and, and everybody who's in their seat at that point joins in. Um, you know, w- one of the great things about sports is just the sense of community it, it can provide. And, you know, I, I, not, not to get too far off the rails, but I think particularly in this day and age when, you know, it feels like kind of there's a lot of divisiveness out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one thing that's great about a college football Saturday is you can show up at, at your stadium and everybody's cheering for the same team for the most part and kind of regardless of anything else, you're all on the same side. And um, so, yeah, you know, when, when everybody joins in to say it never rains at Austin Stadium, uh, when shout plays and everybody's dancing along with the video and singing along with it and even the players on the sideline, um, you know, in the last few years, you know, there's a linebacker here who's now in the NFL, Troy Dye, who uh, really turned shout into a, um, something that the team participates in as, uh, to the extent they can based on the game situation, not just the fans. And so that synergy between the team and the fans during shout is, is really one of a kind. Um, and again, just you know, that link, that sense of community that it provides, kind of the, the greater Oregon football community, players, fans alike, uh, is pretty special and pretty fun. Oregon has, has always been a pioneer in outlandish uniforms and different <laughs> uniform combinations. What's been your favorite combination? You know, there was a, a combination in 2016 when Colorado came here where the team was basically outfitted to look like the duck mascot. And uh, <laughs> it, was, it was a little divisive because that required orange socks and cleats. And uh, with Oregon State being uh, a major rival here and, the, and one of their primary colors being orange, uh, that's not a color you would have thought that, that the University of Oregon would embrace. But at least in that context, it made sense. Um, you know, it, it was a duck, the duck mascot represented as, a, as in the uniform um, and the duck feet were orange and legs, obviously. Um, <laughs> I love that uniform. Unfortunately, Oregon lost that game. And as tends to happen when a special uniform is unveiled and then the team doesn't win, uh, it, it is mothballed quickly. And uh, so I, I, for a lot of reasons, I wish that game had, had turned out a different way because I really like that uniform. Oh, man. Well, it's, it's really fun to watch to see what they're going to come out in, uh, game in and game out. I think it's really exciting and probably a great recruiting tool, honestly. All right. For you guys, the Pac-12 looks a little bit different. Uh, this year, UC, USC and UCLA announcing they were leaving. How has that affected Oregon with that news? You know, I think obviously, uh, like all of college football, when that move was announced, there's, you know, for those of us who aren't in those meeting rooms um, and, and involved in those negotiations, there's some uncertainty, you know, for at least a couple of years now. Um, still, it's it, the league is going to remain the same. Uh, and so I think it's really just a sense of, all right, let's, let, let's get after it. Let's, you know, it's the Pac-12 this year. It's the Pac-12 next year. BYU fans, okay, I'll speak for myself here. I'm really excited that BYU's playing Oregon. When they announced this game was going to be played, I'm excited because I grew up in the Pacific Northwest, and I, I think it's great when BYU gets to play any Pac-12 teams anyway. Uh, our Duck fans, I, I know that you've got the game against Georgia, and that's a huge game, and of course you got your conference games. But how do how do Duck fans feel about hosting BYU up at Austin Stadium? I actually thought it was interesting when the when the coaches poll, the preseason coaches poll came out and BYU was like what, like 28th, you know, also receiving votes. 
like some of our fans took notice of that and were like, wow, that, that, that they should be rated higher than that, you know, which tells me that people have already started to kind of look at BYU's team and who's coming back and, and try to get a sense for the talent they have and a level of respect has been built up already. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm really excited to see what that atmosphere is like. It's a day game, and, and there's a, a lot of fans around here that really love, love day games. So um, I, I think the sense of anticipation at that point should be really high. Talking to editor-in-chief for Oregon Athletics, Rob Mosley. Rob, for BYU fans that have never been to uh, that port part of Oregon, what's one of the best things that they can do pregame if they come to visit? Well, you know, one of the really great things, the fun things about our campus is kind of the, the, the main portion of campus, kind of most of the academic buildings, but also, you know, our, our softball diamond, our basketball arena, um, our track facility, which is phenomenal. Um, those are all on, on, on one side of the Willamette River. And then uh, kind of our, our, the Austin Stadium complex, which also has our soccer and lacrosse field and our our baseball diamond um, that that's over on the other side of the Willamette river. So um, I would really encourage if folks are in town for a while to, to make that walk. You know, if you, if you, if you, you manage to park over by the football stadium, you know, do it early enough that you can walk across the river, go check out the track and field facility, which, which hosted the world championships this summer, which is just a phenomenal event. Um, and also, and check out kind of the rest of campus. I mean, it's a it's a beautiful campus. I'm a sucker for a college campus. I mm-hmm. I, I think any any college campus is, is worth checking out because I just think they're so fun to walk around. Um, they all have such a different, unique flavor to them. But uh, you know, and 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 University of Oregon is no different. But but then you make the walk back, and you know, a lot of the student body that lives over around the academic uh, buildings is is making the walk across the river over to the football stadium for the game. And, you know, you just, the, the energy is just building and building and building the closer you get to the stadium, just because the excitement level with the people that you're walking around is building, but you also start to, to hear the band, to hear the, you know, the tailgate activity around the stadium, uh, all of that. So uh, I, I would really encourage folks, if you have enough time and you're out here early enough to, to, to make that walk across the river and back, because it's, it's really fun. I love it. I'm with you. I'm a sucker for a good college campus as well. Rob, thank you so much for joining us today. You're awesome and uh, good luck in the game. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, thank you guys. Let's talk about the last couple of times these two teams have played. The last time was in 2006 in the Las Vegas Bowl. BYU beat Oregon 38-8. to Third and 10. Got a man open. There's his tight end touchdown. Johnny Harleen. Johnny Harleen. Anything can happen in Vegas, Cleon. BYU was the Mountain West Conference champs this year. They went 11-2. They were on a 10-game win streak to end the season. John Beck was the quarterback. BYU's team set a school record for margin of victory in a bowl game, beating the Ducks by 30 points. That was an incredible team. That was just an incredible team in 2006, an incredible defense under Bronco Mendenhall. And uh, those are my peeps. They're around my same age. <laughs> so I love I love looking back at those teams and seeing the success they had. Uh, those were some good times. And I, I have an affinity to the 2016, too, because from like 2001 to 2017, I was part of the radio broadcast for BYU, uh, football and basketball. It, it was like kind of on and off, mostly on, but there were a few seasons where it was off. This was one of my off seasons, and I actually got season tickets. And I also was gifted tickets to the Las Vegas Bowl. Wow. So my wife and I... I drove down and we went to the game and I'll be honest a lot of this game is just a blur to me 
because we went to the game, we enjoyed it, we watched BYU beat Oregon, and then we just hightailed it out of the stadium because we were trying. I had to be to work the next day, and you didn't want to get back caught in, Salt, in that like, Vegas traffic. Oh, we got caught in the Vegas traffic, <laughs> and then we had to stop and pick up my uh, daughter in St. George. And then we kept driving and I made it to, I don't know, the hundred mile mark back into Utah. And I turned to my wife and I said, I got to pull over and take a nap. And she says, (laughs) let me drive. And so she drove pretty much the rest of the way back to our house. (laughs) I got a couple of hours sleep and then I went to work the next day. So that's what I remember about that. That's a vivid memory. Yeah, it was. For that long ago. It was was a lot of fun. I, I wish I remembered more about the game. I remembered how well BYU played. Um, and it was just a lot of fun to be able to actually not be in a working capacity and just kind of go as a fan. Just just, enjoy it as a fan. Yeah, have it as a fan. And then the next season, I was right back into helping out with the football broadcast. So that was fun, too. Yeah, those are some good seasons uh, with those guys. 1990 was the last time they played before 2006. BYU at Oregon, and Oregon beat BYU 32-16. Detmer fakes the draw, rolls to the right, and it's three and out after the sack by Jeff Cummings. So I attended this game as a senior in high school. Uh, I lived about 70 miles south of Eugene, Oregon. We actually, when we got the tickets, we asked for tickets near the visiting section because we wanted to be near the BYU fans. And we knew the rest of Autzen Stadium was going to be mainly uh, Duck fans. And we knew a lot of other BYU fans that were there that were kind of like scattered throughout the stadium. But we were lucky enough to actually get our tickets uh, near the visiting uh, section. BYU had won all their games. They'd won four games coming into that game, including they beat number one Miami at home. And we've talked about that game before. In my 17-year-old mind, I thought BYU's going to win this game. They're just going to come in and they're going to cream the Ducks. This is what I remember about the game. Uh, Ty Detmer scrambling for his life. They watered the field down before the game, and it just so happened that BYU, again, in my recollection, I know this is not true, but in my recollection, it seemed like BYU was always on that end of the field, and they were slip-sliding away all over the place. And (laughs) that led to sacks. Detmer also threw five interceptions in that Uh, game. They were just having a hard time. By the way, when they watered the field down, we thought it was a conspiracy. They probably just were wearing the wrong cleats or something like that. But I kept saying, oh, this is bad sportsmanship on Oregon. Again, I was 17 (laughs) at the time. Um, I, that's that's what I remember, but there actually were some highlights. Third down and 10 for Detmer. Fires long, he's got a man open, complete! Matsuzaki running free for the BYU touchdown! By the way, that was the last touchdown in the game that ended at 32-16, but we were all excited. From my vantage point, we were like not quite in zone, not quite sidelines so we were kind of like at a corner and this play right here that that Brent Musburger from ABC just described this is what I saw Ty Detmer had a guy right in front of him another Oregon guy and I thought oh my goodness he's gonna get sacked again and then from my vantage point he just chucks the ball down the field and from my all I could see was two Oregon defenders where he was throwing the ball I'm like he's gonna get intercepted he's gonna get intercepted again but what happened Micah Matsuzaki just, to me, again, from my vantage point, appeared out of nowhere, caught it on the fly, and ran into the end zone. (laughs) The whole stadium, except for our BYU section, went silent. It was amazing, and I thought, that was so incredible. Now, I went back and watched the highlight, the television highlight. It wasn't quite as magical as I thought it was, (laughs) but it was still pretty cool. By the way, the Oregon defender who was going to sack Ty Detmer in that game, he also slipped, so I guess they had some slippage in that So I guess it wasn't a conspiracy theory after all. No, probably not. I think BYU and Oregon are three and three. 
Uh, so the game this weekend will determine who's going to come out on top. Do you know how many games they've actually played in Provo, Utah? One. Yeah. When I looked back and I saw that, I'm like, they've only played one game in Provo? That just amazed me. So yeah, they're three and three. One neutral site win for BYU. One, or excuse me, um, and then a couple of wins up in Eugene. And then one win at home. And that was the year before 1990. That was 1989. Mm -hmm. So I I like this game. I'm so glad BYU is playing it. The only thing I don't like about this was the fact that Oregon big-time BYU and basically said, yeah, we're going to play you one time and we're going to play you here at Autzen Stadium. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. Uh, BYU is doing very, very well right now. And I know Oregon's a great team. I think it's going to be a really fun top 25 matchup. So we'll see what happens, you guys. And that does it for us today. Thanks again to Rob Mosley for coming on the show with us. You can join the Cougar Tailgate wherever you get your podcasts, on Apple TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYUradio.org. Cougar Tailgate is a production of BYU Radio.